This is Bill McMinn from Makeable Bible Church, and this is the Way to Go podcast, where we talk about faith, family, and daily life, putting the Bible into practical, everyday terms. Welcome to the Way to Go podcast, Bill McMinn, along with Mark Kossettler, and hey. one of the things we're talking about today is serenity, and you know, it's, it, they're hard days, admittedly, you know, we've just come through an election season it seems like it doesn't matter what the election's about it doesn't matter what the season is there's mm-hmm. always contention when it comes to that because it seems yep. like you got half the state or half the country one way and half the state or country it is bill we other. are so divided man right. I mean, it's like right down the middle every time it's like we're deeply sh- divided geez like, oh, like man. really really yeah. really divided and so sometimes it's tough to find peace in a, in a culture like we have and so one of the things that I want to say are, are some comments that are helpful in bringing some serenity and some peace to your life. And the first one is, look, you're allowed to state your beliefs. And I want to read mm-hmm. a passage from Joshua 24. And in Joshua 24, therefore, fear the Lord and worship him in sincerity and truth. Get rid of the gods your ancestors worship beyond the Euphrates rivers and in Egypt and worship the Lord. Now, mm-hmm. Joshua is speaking to his people. He's been leading them. He led them from the other side of the Jordan into the promised land. Right. He's been their leader for years at this point. Mm-hmm. He's highly respected. He took Moses's position. He took, yeah, right? he took the spot yeah, of Moses. Yeah. Right. So mm-hmm. he's making a statement of what he believes they should do. You shouldn't mm-hmm. be worshiping false gods. And he's right because the worship of false God in Israeli history brought a lot of pain and mm-hmm. agony mm-hmm. and destruction to the nation. So he was absolutely right in what he was telling them, but he makes a statement of his case. But if it doesn't please you to worship the Lord your God, choose for yourselves today, which you will worship the God, the gods your ancestors worship beyond mm-hmm. the Euphrates River or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you are living. As for me and my family, we will worship the Lord. Now, the thing that, that I will notice again from the first part is he states his case, what people can do. And within your own space, it comes to the issue of being pro-life. It, it comes to uh, any issue or belief that you have. I think it's fair to be able to state what you believe in your space. So if you have a Facebook page, Instagram page, Twitter, well, it's X account now. Mm-hmm. So wh- wherever it's at, you know, you have a right to state, hey, here's something that I believe in, something that's important to me, right? I think so. I think we need to protect those rights to be able right. to share what we believe. And, and, and also you got to be prepared if that's what you want, right. you got to be prepared that other people want the same thing that may have the opposing view. Right. And you got to be responsible for how you react to that opposing view. Right. And, and do it in a, in a mature, responsible way. Right. Yeah. You so can. it's not just you voicing your own opinion. If you if you are now going on the attack of somebody else's because they're doing the same thing, you got to be very careful. Well, about on that. their space, like if you're coming into mm-hmm. their space on their page and commenting, one I made a post about pro life and why I believe I turned off commenting. Oh, it's still a public post, but I didn't I didn't have the time to deal with all of it, and I just so I just totally on that post turned mm-hmm. off commenting, so I mm-hmm. didn't have to worry about it it's just i don't want to state what my position is you can like it you can not like it whatever the case may be but here's here's what i believe and i believe that's fair for me to do there now if i'm coming onto your page and starting mm-hmm. arguments with you at that point i need to be seeking wisdom so and i i'm not saying there's never a time where i don't comment i mean somebody took one of our church posts and seemed to be taking issue with it on their own personal page and i just explained what our position was 
on it nicely and they commented back and I just mm-hmm. liked their comment and that was mm-hmm. that was the end of it. But I'm not I'm not here to argue with people and one of the reasons I'm not is I don't see it changing people's minds and that's uh, theologically, politically, mm-hmm. in any way, I don't seem to coming and com- being combative with you is not something I believe that God is going to look at with favor. If I'm being mean and nasty, I'm not showing respect. I'm not showing love. I'm not coming across in a way that right. Christ would want me to come across. Right. There's a there is there's a way to to present debate in a right. respectful, honoring way. Right. You know that that doesn't degrade or personally attack people. Um, then there's a way to do that, and right. and actually, every one of us should have some sense of openness to, to be, to saying or hearing somebody out and saying, you know, I could be wrong about this. Right. At this point, I don't think I am. Right. But if I respect you enough to allow you to, to debate with me about that issue, let's say theologically or whatever, I need to have the, the openness to say, you know what? I never thought of it like that. Right. As long as it's not compromising the truth of God's word. Right. It's okay to admit that I could be wrong about that. Oh, you know? 100%. I, I love talking theology, and I don't mm-hmm. mind debating it in a friendly way, but I'm not here to argue with people sure. about it and go after them on a position. If you're going to come up, and I think some of the verses we're going to look at are going to make that clear. Okay. But does God, and here's a conversation I had recently with somebody, did God tell us to argue with people? Is that what God has commanded us to do? Well, you know, <laughs> they get to state their position, and yeah, some of the things that people say on the opposing side of myself is extremely rude. Mm-hmm. I'm going to bypass it. And and if you don't like it and you can't handle it, what I do is when it comes like right after an election or something big, like I just lay low. I, I made my comment. I said something positive on my page yesterday. Of course, it'll be a couple of days by the time you hear it, but you know, I made a positive comment on my own Facebook page. I'm not out there scanning around, looking around, looking for fights. I'm, I'm just not going to do it. So I don't really think that I should be arguing with people on things. And especially when they don't want to hear it, they're not asking because it's not really going to win anything. Yeah. All it's going to do is they're going to walk away saying you're an absolute idiot and you potentially are you losing your testimony for Christ in Matthew seven, huh. six, Jesus said, do not give dogs what is sacred. Do not throw your pearls to the pigs. We always said it, you know, don't throw your pearls before swines, how I ever heard it. Mm-hmm. I haven't often thought about it. Usually you don't hear, don't give the dogs what is sacred. We usually always hear it, don't throw your pearls before mm-hmm. swine, correct? Yeah. But when you look at the dogs, he said, because if you do, they may trample them under their feet. That's what the pigs will do. And turn around and tear you to pieces. That's what the dogs are going to do. You're trying to give sacred information to the dogs. They're going to turn around and tear right into you. And that's what you, you've got to realize. You are just setting yourself up when you're trying to interject your ideas to a bunch of people who don't want to hear it. They're not open to it. Yeah. The spear's not working. Yeah. They're going to turn around and tear you to pieces. And when I say turn around, and tear you to pieces, mm-hmm. I'm telling you, they're going to screenshot what you're saying. They're going to put it up on their stories. They're going to make a fool out of you because mm-hmm. you just couldn't control yourself and you had to say something, especially when you're throwing inflammatory remarks at them, which are going to come across as very unkind, mm-hmm. very unloving, very unchristlike. They're going to tear you up with it. Yeah. And I've seen it happen. Like, I've seen this kind of stuff on uh, Instagram where somebody says something that they shouldn't. The Instagrammer takes offense to it. And it, it, I've seen it about pronouns. I've seen it about where guys say something inappropriate. They'll put their name up there. They'll put it right on. And they have a lot of followers. And they're making you look like 
a dirt bag. Yeah. And some of it I've agreed, like, yeah, that person shouldn't have said it. Other things I'm like, man, they're only expressing their opinion just because <laughs> of you. And actually one person I stopped following because even though I didn't think the person should have said what they said, it wasn't anything sexual or anything. It was just about arguing something that was going on in the world. Mm. I just stopped looking at that person's stuff because I, I just felt like this woman is always arguing with anyone who disagrees with her and just putting posts. So if she had a complaint, she'll just call you out, put your name on an Instagram page and say oh something about it. Oh my goodness. This is the kind of stuff you got to be careful of. Once you put it down, that's a permanent record. Once somebody screenshots mm-hmm. that, even if you change your mind and you try to get it off, they have the screenshot. Yeah. You could be looking real bad. And, and yeah. the thing is when you look bad as a Christian, Christ is looking bad. Yeah. And that's, that's the right. thing we got to be paying attention. I think to. what you said is really wise when it's lay low, you know, so you lay low after, um, <laughs> after that election process or whatever you just, because why? Because you recognize, at least I recognize I'm emotional about that decision. I mean, it, it really right. upsets me. Uh, that's why last night I opted not to even talk about it right. last night at our prayer meeting. Why? Because I just, I, I feel like I'm going to say something out of my frustration or anger. I just need to let that calm down a little bit before I even talk about it. Right. You know, let's talk about something else. So persecuted church, for example, we, right. we spent the whole evening praying through right. for the persecuted church. Right. You know why? Because that's not debatable. Right. That's, you can't, we're just going to pray for the persecuted. We're right. not going to get caught up in the issues of, the, of yesterday and, and all that because we're all emotional about it. As soon right. as the, the topic, it, I could tell some people wanted to say something about it and somebody did bring it up. And as soon as the topic was brought up, boom, I could tell that everybody's upset. You know, right. it's like, we're not going there right now. Maybe next week we can talk about it or right. whatever, but it's just too fresh. You know, I think the, the thing that I heard people talking about was how gleeful the other side was. And it, it's hard to imagine, man, you're, you're celebrating death. It, it, yeah. It's odd to me, but I saw it too. And so yeah. I didn't see as much of it on my, mm-hmm. when I'm on Facebook, like what I saw was mostly people from the church lamenting mm. and they'll say, Hey, I'm sad today. And, and stuff, which I thought was fair. I didn't see anything really outrageous about it, but I didn't see a lot, but I had other buddies and they were talking about it. And then, um, I had numerous, several conversations about that. It was yeah. just the frustration of seeing the response people have, but also those mm-hmm. people were smart enough to just stay off of it. And my dad always told me, you know, if you're going to talk to somebody, about something that's bothering you or you don't agree with them, talk to them face-to-face about it. Just leaving comments like dropping bombs or throwing inflammatory remarks on somebody else's page is just not going to, not to do anything. And I love the Bible, the recommendation of the Bible. Everything we say should be seasoned with salt, right? Colossians 4, 5 through 6, be wise Mm -hmm. in the way you act toward outsiders. Make the most of every opportunity. Let your conversation be always full of grace, seasoned with salt, so that you may know how to answer everyone. And that's a beautiful verse. It's like whatever Mm -hmm. you say, man, your word should be full of grace, not vim and vinegar, not venom. It should be grace. It should be the grace of God that they Mm -hmm. hear coming through your voice. Make the most of every opportunity. What does that mean to you? (laughs) You know, is that your, are you seeing opportunities to, to, to put your opinion on somebody else's space, for example, right. as an opportunity to, to what? To, to just give your opinion on the matter, right. to give what you wanted to say on the matter, or actually to point people back to hope and the gospel. Right. You know, those are opportunities we have. Right. It says for those uh, toward the outsiders. Right. 
you know, they're watching us. Right. And they, like you said, they're going to, they're going to take what we say. Right. And put it on display. You well, know, I, w- I would take my opportunities. Like when I'm looking to take an opportunity, if a conversation comes up, somebody asks me something, mm-hmm. then I'm going to say something like, I like how first Peter puts it, but in your hearts, revere Christ as Lord mm-hmm. in your heart. Always mm-hmm. be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect. Gentle and respect. Respectful. Wow. Yeah, be gentle and mm-hmm. respectful to people who are asking you. A lot of times we're interjecting our opinion. No one asks. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? No one asks. So I, I would... But Bill, my, my opinion's God. important. Uh, you know? And in your own <laughs> yeah. space, you can give it. Like on your own page, you can give it. Mm-hmm. I'm just... I'm basically strongly encouraging you not to be be belittling people, mm. not to be arguing all these things. There are still yeah. people in our community that I used to get along with fine. I've seen what they put on my page when they didn't agree with me, and I, I still think not very highly of them, to be oh, honest yeah. with you. You know what I'm saying? That one time we were friends, but you were so nasty. You were so just having to spill whatever you thought that I'm like, Mm. you people, they would have been better off, honestly, not to be saying a bunch of stuff that is just, I'm going to look at and think, okay, I see. Because, you know, they might not remember what you say, but they're going to remember how you say it. That's right. And if you come across with a bunch of, you know, super negativity, hatred, bitterness, that it's not seasoned with salt. Your words are vitriolic, acidic. They're going to remember that. And and try to erase it, the impression you left with them. You won't. Yeah. Well, what do you think of if you recognize that you have done that and made a mistake? What What's your personal opinion on going back then and asking for forgiveness publicly like that? Like, hey, yeah, you know what? I, I was say, wrong. Hey, listen, I recognize I, I was well, wrong. Number one, I don't put comments on people's pages. So, I mean, it, it's pretty rare. Mm-hmm. And... Because I've learned over the years, don't do it. <laughs> don't do it. Unless you have a lot mm-hmm. of time to sit here with all the arguments that are going to come, just don't do it. If I if I feel like I put something everyone got upset about and I'm dead on, I feel accurate, like, hey, we should still go to church, even mm-hmm. during COVID or something. Sure. And if people are going to get upset about that, I'm not going to apologize for it. If I feel like I said something that I shouldn't have said or I was just mm-hmm. aggravating or kind of losing my cool on it, then I might, hey, you know, I wasn't, that wasn't really a tempered response or I lost my cool or I was just upset that day. I shouldn't have said it like that if I say it to a friend. Now, I've had friends say things like aimed at me on social media at times in a way that like I didn't even understand. It didn't make sense. (laughs) I never said one word about it. I just let it go. We're still friends Mm -hmm. to this day. Mm -hmm. I I didn't get it. I didn't understand it. I'm like, that was a really strange response. Mm -hmm. But, you know, some of these people were drinking at the time. They were right. Know, so right, and they probably weren't really thinking it through either. So I sometimes, I mean, I just let stuff go. Well, I'm just, I don't feel I don't feel like I'm owed an apology for every time somebody says something. To no, me about right. It, but. I I think it's I think part of wisdom is recognizing when you're wrong and approaching that and saying, "Hey, listen, I was wrong, and I'm sorry for doing that. Right? Forgive me." But yeah, you sometimes know? you can really weaken your position too by it. I mean, if you came out and you said something, you know, I. I, I guess it just depends, but I don't mm-hmm. disagree. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. I think it would be appropriate to say, hey, I shouldn't have said that. I shouldn't have, 
you know, because we are human. Right. I don't We're, agree with what I said, but yeah. I, I shouldn't. It wasn't the right time. It wasn't the right place. We make mistakes. Our mouth sometimes gets really loose. And, and we say something that we shouldn't say right. if, if it's, it's public it or it, whatever, you know, and, and or behind closed doors even. Right. You know, if we're having a conversation and later on and it's revealed to you. You know, that, man, I, I was really sharp with that person or, right. or I was disrespectful. I mean, humble yourself. Go to right, that person and, and just say, hey, listen, I was wrong. I'm right. sorry. You know, But, I mean, because of the combative nature of certain social media, there are pages I don't go too much. Mm. Like, mm -hmm. I, I stay out of that. I'm on Instagram because it is it is less that way. Yeah, There's not as much combativeness and ugliness and things like that. Yeah. So, it's... I like it better because mm -hmm. I just don't have time to sit here and argue with everybody or yeah. try to convince. And I, I love how he said it. He said, listen, if you don't want to follow God, then don't follow God. If, if you want to follow That's the right. gods of the Amorites in whose land we are, fine. If you want to follow the God, mm -hmm. that's up to you. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. And I yep. believe that it takes a lot of pressure off me when I look at our society today to realize, hey, I can't make everyone else's decisions. I can only decide for myself what I believe yep. on issues yep. about God, about the Bible, about the, I can only make decisions for me. It is not my job to decide for you. Yep. Right. Even and sometimes as, we think it is. Sometimes e I think we act like it is. It's my job to convince all of you, state your position like he did. This is what I believe we should be doing. Here's my position. But they, you got to let them the free, give them the freedom to decide. Yeah. Because let me tell you what, you you will have no freedom if you don't give other people freedom. That's exactly right. We right? have to be careful of that. I, I don't think it is. I mean, especially in like uh, when we do counseling and stuff, we have, we have, you tell them what you feel is appropriate and what the scripture says and all right. of that, but I can't make you do it. Right. You have to decide for yourself. Right. And if you, the choice you make either for the good or for the bad, all has consequences. Right. Every one of them. Right. <laughs> and you got to be able to take those and and, and learn what you're going to have to deal with because right. you, the, the choices you make, the words you speak, everything we do has consequences. Right. But it's not my job to get you to vote like I vote. Nope. Or, now, on moral issues or moral issues, and they're the only ones from the pulpit that I'll tackle. Mm -hmm. If it's a moral issue that the Bible addresses, I'll say something about that. Typically, when it comes to a political leader, especially in presidential elections, mm -hmm. where most people would expect you to say something, we our policy as a church is we don't talk about politics. Nope. And we're not going to. Because as, as my job is to point people to Christ, not point people to a certain direction yeah. politically. Bill, but I, but I have I, to remember, okay. it's not when I get frustrated with the world around me, because, yes, I understand Christians, you're frustrated with the world around you. I get that. Mm -hmm. It's just not my job. It's not your job. Take the pressure off. People are going to make their own decisions. Yep. And I love how he said, this is what I think you should do, but you know what? You're going to make your own decision. You got to decide for yourself. Yep. He goes, as for me and my house, we'll serve the Lord. Yep. He can realize I can only ultimately decide what I'm going to do. Right. You have to decide what you're going to do. He had influence in his own household. It's for me and my house. This is what we're doing. Mm -hmm. It's for you and your house. You got to make that decision yourself. Yep. I can't make it for you. And when people make decisions for themselves and come to that realization, not because they're forced to or made to. And even when you look at issue one on the ballot and it, it, you know, we ensh were enshrining abortion rights in some ways. I mean, now people have a, a choice. Am I going to follow what God wants me to do in this issue or not? Sure. And, and it, I believe that God would rather us from our own heart follow and do the right thing rather than I'm telling you, forcing you to do the yeah. right thing.
Agreed. I agree with that. Two things. Number one is I love what you said about the face-to-face thing, because what I've witnessed and you've witnessed, I'm sure, is we will say and argue things online where we're not accountable to that face-to-face conversation that we would never do if we were face-to-face with a person. And I just think that's so unwise. You know, if you're not going to be able to say that thing that you wrote down to the person's face, don't write it. Right. Why well, I did no. see something that was kind of funny. Like somebody was taking, <laughs> taking another person to task on their social media page for not being nice about a comment when in fact they called everyone who was in the opposite position. I can't even repeat the word they called them. <laughs> so I, not, yeah. not, not on a Christian podcast. Right. Like, I couldn't even say it. And I'm like, but you just called everyone right. who didn't agree with you a horrible name yeah. and you're preaching kindness. It's so unbelievable. I think that both sides, like you need to be careful what you say and how you come across, especially as a Christian. Now, here's the response that people said to Joshua, no, we will serve the Lord. Then Mm -hmm. Joshua said, your witnesses against yourselves that you've chosen to serve the Lord. Yes, we are witnesses. They replied. In other words, okay, well, that's your decision. And you're making a decision to serve God. He's going to expect you to be serious about that and to serve him. But they had to make the decision. So I like it in the world where I realize, hey, I can only decide for me. What's right and wrong? I can tell you what I think, but at the end of the day, you got to make your own decision. Yep. So that was the second point I was going to make was Joshua is very Moses-like when he's doing this because at the end of Deuteronomy, Moses also did this. He said, I set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, therefore right. choose life. You know, right. it, it was a very clear thing for him. He's like, right. I can't choose this for you. Right. I can't force this for you. Right. You have to choose it. Right. Right. And that's what you're saying. I, I hear you. Know? Yeah. I, so I think there's there was peace and comfort to me in that. It's like, hey, Bill, mm-hmm. you don't you can't decide for other people. You mm-hmm. can only do the right thing. And at the end of the day, there will come a day when I stand before God, and I'm only gonna have the answer for me. I'm not gonna have the answer that's for right. the rest of you. So, that's right. So that's agreed. It. So take peace in that. We hope that you guys have a either for the good or for and awesome consequences. Week. Right. Every one of them. Right. <laughs> and, and you got to be able to take those and. and and learn what you're going to have to deal with.